0: We gather today to venerate the cross of Christ. Have you ever wondered why we do this? We come forward and kiss a repugnant instrument of torture, one on which the Son of God died a horrible, painful death. The cross was so horrid an instrument it wasn't even mentioned in polite company. To kiss such an instrument would have made the ancients wretch. The strangeness of this ritual is tied to the strangeness of the event itself. Why did Jesus have to die such a horrible death? You might be surprised to know that there is no single answer to this event which is so fundamental to our faith there are answers and debates, because like the event itself, they plumb the depths of mystery. Let me put forward to you just two answers, or two poles of the same answer, and why it matters to us today. The first is that through His death, Jesus atoned for our sins to the Father. In Jesus' death and resurrection, comes the forgiveness of our sins, CCC 615. That is very technical language and it's often been misunderstood. We tend to ask, but surely, God can just forgive us without this gruesome death. It seems like God was so angry with us for our sins, but rather than pouring out his anger on us, he took it out on his son instead. So, to avoid confusion, theologians have emphasized another reason that this cross is the greatest expression of divine love. There was no greater way by which God could have demonstrated his love for us, ccc 604. But that still causes us to ask surely, God could have found a more pleasant way of revealing his love to us? To understand this day, we need to know the story an incredible love story which unfolds in the Old Testament, which on the cross comes to its climax. And it is to do with a word we hear every Sunday at Mass, the Covenant. The Old Testament is the story of how God wooed man, particularly in one nation, Israel, after we had rebelled against him. It is hard enough to believe when your boyfriend says he loves you, let alone a being who is so great and so far removed from us. Hearing the phrase God loves you just goes over our heads. We would be more comfortable with a God who is like an impersonal cosmic energy, Like the force of Star Wars, rather than a personal being, much less a God who would love us personally. Knows our name. Even more that he would die for us out of love. No religion has anything like that. Yet, this was the experience of Israel. God revealed himself to them as the divine bridegroom who comes to unite his people to himself. And to do so, he enters into a covenant with them. In ancient times, individuals, tribes, nations all entered into covenants with others. Covenants were very serious affairs. A covenant made two unequal, different parties, one family. With a family, I can't break my relationship, my dad could disown me, but I still remain his son. We are united by blood. Covenants were enacted through sacrifice, by blood. The blood of the animal was sprinkled on each of the parties signifying a union of blood and a sign that if they broke the covenant, they would die like these animals. Covenants could not be broken. They brought a stability, a new identity and a promise of hope to people which did not exist before. We do not understand this language now. The only thing we have which echoes this is marriage, a covenant. God entered into a covenant with Israel, not because God needed it but because we did. Through this Israel knew they were special to God. They were one family. But all covenants have obligations. Being one family also meant becoming one in mind and heart with God. And very quickly Israel found that they could not keep the covenant, and a broken covenant resulted in death. The very way of life and love had now become an instrument of death someone had to atone for this to be forgiven but when everyone had sinned there was no one to atone for it not that god was caught by surprise in any of this god could have forgotten about the whole thing of course but if god erased the covenant we would have no relationship with him and god does something completely unexpected his incredible graciousness means that rather than simply ignoring the covenant he lets us as mankind to do our part by becoming man himself ccc 613 the messiah The king could stand for the people, and being sinless and equal with God, his atonement would have eternal value. This king just asking for pardon might have been enough. Even to have died, maybe quickly would have been more than enough. So, was such a brutal death necessary? Not for God. Jesus, in his life, simply did what God had always done loved his people and revealed his goodness. But like sunlight to sick eyes, his love brought out from us, as fallen creatures, what it always did rebellion against that love. Even Plato, as a pagan, wrote that if a really good man appeared on earth, he would end up on the cross. We took out all our pain, our anger, our violence out on him. In the Passion of Jesus, we find every form of human dysfunction and evil displayed. God allowed all that to happen to him, and he took it on himself and continued to love us. If you've seen Mel Gibson's Passion, you get some idea of how horrid it was, Jesus willing death atoned for our sins, so we have forgiveness, but it happened with us doing the worst possible to him and here we found that his love could not be exhausted. He loved Judas, the Pharisees, even his torturers. That's why it is the greatest demonstration of divine love. The cross shows us that there is no price God is not willing to pay to save us. The cross shows you there is no sin you might have committed which God will not forgive. But maybe today, what you're pondering is not how you were saved spiritually 2,000 years ago but the pain you carry in your heart. Maybe you've been betrayed, let down, your losses have been great, your life seems like one long Good Friday. Maybe you're overwhelmed by worries, you're worried about your job, your relationship with your spouse is struggling. You look at your history and it's full of regrets. It is fine that God loved you 2,000 years ago, but it's not particularly helpful today. You're all alone and broken now. The cross is again, your answer. God knew everything that would happen to Jesus, but from the point of view of history, it was simply the terrible injustice done to one innocent and good man. Like the death of good people, it was a very dark, regrettable series of events. But in those very events where evil seemed to have triumphed, God turned it into His triumph. The cross of Jesus shows us that in the worst, darkest events of our life God is not absent. He is present with His love. And in those very events which destroy us, if we allow Him, God can and will reveal the power of His divine love which changes everything for us today. So, when you kneel before that cross, see in that cross God's justice, which is His forgiveness of our sins. See in it His love which never runs out. And kiss it knowing that this cross is not separate from your life. God is aware of your pain, your suffering, your helplessness. This cross is God telling you, I know your suffering, I am with you just as I was with my son. And if we trust our life to Him, in His love we will find our resurrection, our hope and our deliverance. (laughs)